What up, Eagle Talk fam? It's Rosemary. And your boy, Corey Lewis. Not too long ago, we left everything familiar in our hometown of Chicago and relocated to Dallas. Since then, we've grown a seven-figure real estate business. And more importantly, a life that we absolutely love. Like many of you, we have been on the lonely side of building a business. And we know exactly how whack that can be. We also know success leaves clues, and that is why we created this space just for you. You don't have to go on this entrepreneurial journey alone. We got you. Let's Eagle Top. What up, Eagle Talk fam? Welcome, welcome. Hey, y'all. We are so excited to be back with you for another episode. But first, let's check in, baby. What's been going on in the world of C. Lou? You went to a a mastermind the other week. I did. I was about to bring that up. I went to a mastermind with a really good friend of mine, uh, Equity Cash Offer, owned by Mr. Uh, Donovan Ruffin. It was amazing. Uh, We spent two days. It was just 21 people in the room. And uh, Tanisha Lusk always talks about getting in the right room. That was the right room. Me and my son learned a lot uh, and we've been applying a lot of information into our business. So that's what's going on with us. No, I love that. I love that y'all went and that you invested in yourself and in your business. And Corey and I always talk about different mastermind opportunities and when we um, get to get in rooms and talk to other people. And sometimes, you know, you go to these events and you don't hear anything like life changing. Well, it's nothing that you haven't heard before, essentially. Yeah, yeah. But some of the nuggets that are dropped, like, are just kind of like that one small tweak in my business can make all the difference in the world. Yeah, I think what I'm learning is it comes down to who you hear certain things from. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm an avid YouTube listener, and I know that throughout the week I hear a lot of the same things. But somebody might give it a different way or their delivery. They just might use different words, right, that I understand. And uh, I get those nuggets that way. So this was definitely something. The information he gave was top notch. Um, we even got the slideshow and a lot of stuff that we need to uh, do in our business. So it was, it was worth the time and the money. Yay, yay. Well, that's good. So for me, my check-in is, look, I was at the beauty shop today. And um, my hairdresser was like, I know you're not cheating on Corey. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she pulled up my new podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your bestie. Yes. So I have started a new podcast, y'all, called the Real Estate Bestie Podcast. Mm -hmm. And that is because for um, those of you who are just becoming acquainted with us, I am a real estate agent, former educator, and I've been like going on Instagram, um, doing Instagram lives, talking and educating other realtors for probably like two or three years now. For a long time. Then in a mastermind, the light bulb went off like, okay, why? And this is something else for all of you entrepreneurs that are following us, um, content creators. I know that we love social media, Mm -hmm. but if everything you do, like the other week I got my hair braided, the girl, all of her business, she booked through Instagram. And I was like, if Instagram cut off, there's your whole business, right? So you need to do some stuff to invest. So anyway, I was like, look, I'm already going on Instagram anyway to do a live. I'm already in the habit of doing this weekly talk. Why not just record it, make it a podcast, and then we can have some proprietorship 
over that part of the business. So if you are a real estate agent, um, because I know we have a lot of real estate agents that rock with us on Eagle Talk, head on over and check out the Real Estate Bestie podcast. Um, It's just something else that I'm doing that I love, that we love. We got a lot of fun things kicking. So that's what I've been doing over the past couple weeks. That's a great one. Congratulations. You worked really hard on that. And it was a really good launch. You had a lot of people, a lot of downloads, very, what, first three, four hours. So that's, yeah. that's pretty sweet. Uh, what you want to you want to tell the people what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, I really don't want to tell you, but I, I, <laughs> I shared I shared a good. So I'm going to share the bad. And, and this is a. Uh, this is the life I live. Yeah. So um, just in business, right, it's good to review your numbers. And we um, were speaking with our director of operations and she was sharing with us like what it looked like the Eagles want to talk about. Right. Yeah, Looking yeah. at which podcasts get the most um, feedback, which ones have the most downloads, views and things like that. And it, y'all want to know about investing. And which is my babies Like we do some investments together But he definitely is the one who um, Spearheads most of our investments And we share with y'all About renting and Holding and Airbnbs But we also need to share with y'all That sometimes investments don't Go the way you plan them to go And uh, we wanted To say this because I know A lot of people will Think that, you know, HGTV and, and quite honestly, sometimes real inv- savvy investors make it look easy. Yes. And then you get into a deal and you lose and you quit. So we're going to share with <laughs> you the worst investment. Would you say the worst? Of all oh, time? 100% the worst. Okay. Yeah. So, so Corey is going to talk to you about the worst investment that he, we, he, he did it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did it. I overdid it. He overdid it. He ever made. Um, because we just want to be transparent with you about, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and all that stuff. So tell them about it. Tell them what the deal came from, baby. Uh, the deal came from one of my one of my resources that I buy from all of the time. Um, let me back up. Back up. I've been doing this over 20 years, whether it's investing, wholesaling, uh, renting out properties, flipping properties. So I I consider myself pretty knowledgeable. But this deal taught me that I'm still a student. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy a lot of properties throughout the state, uh, sight unseen, off photos, some of them just a front picture. And if the numbers are deep enough, I'll go ahead and close. This particular property, I did not get a chance to see the inside of it. It was a really nice brick house in Tyler, three bedroom, two bathroom house. It was the ugly duckling and the whole subdivision. Uh, the house was worth about 250 265 after it was to be renovated and I picked it up for 115 so I'm thinking I have he, he like man I got plenty a of time run. yeah plenty of spread yeah. you know if I, if I want to rehab it or if I want to just put 30 grand or 40 grand on top of 50 grand on top of it and sell it to a, uh, an investor because of the square footage the house should have only took about forty thousand dollars worth of work so Wait. I was safe. Okay, you 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 were safe. So let me just back up because you said that you had didn't have an opportunity to see it. No. So here's a small, a little known fact of the houses that you buy. Mm-hmm. How what what percentage of them do would you say you physically walk and see? None. <laughs> unless it's local unless, unless it's, it's local. 30 minutes away okay now do you recommend that for a novice like a no, newer investor no, no no go see everything normally i deal with a lot of realtors and just wholesalers and people that take pictures right throughout the state so if there is a, a property in el paso i can just call a realtor give her the code and, and she can send me back pictures and video so you have the resources that you trust that yes. can get you okay so we yes. want to just uh, open that like this is a normal practice that you'll probably continue because yeah. you can't go to every house in every state but this one just this, this one this one is just one i got burned on but but 
I'm kind of glad I did in a way because it teaches me, first of all, every house has a story. Second of all, it taught me to don't just assume because I had a situation before like this that there couldn't be one worse than what I've ever dealt with. This one was a hoarder's house, but it was it was a great grandmother that died and left the house to the grandmother. The grandmother died and left the house to the mother and the mother died and left the house to the daughter. Mm. So we're talking about, I don't know, 80 years or more worth of just stuff in the house and, and i'm gonna show y'all some pictures so y'all know i'm not like not telling the truth so yeah and i'm, I'm just thinking about that because you think that if it would have transferred it, it essentially transferred ownership four times four times yeah. four generations my, right in my in my line of business if we're transferring ownership that means that somebody is cleaning out the house each time mm-hmm. but in this situation nobody you had ever great, cleaned great, out great nothing. great granny yeah. stuff still there yeah. on top of this stuff on top of this stuff yeah so on top of that um the lady that lost the house um that yeah lost the house because it was a foreclosure when i got to it she had mental challenges mm. so she literally was living in her car in the garage because it was just so much stuff in the house wow like literally i think it was nine dumpsters that i had to buy to just clean out the outside of the house wow and the inside of the house um every room i'm six one every room had five eight worth of stuff in there you couldn't eat in the kitchen uh it was just dead animals in the property it was dead dogs dead cats like literally the dogs were uh using the bathroom in the the bathtub it was the most uh just horrific scene that you ever thought and the crazy part about it is once we i closed and we finally got in the first four clean out guys did not want to touch it they wouldn't even bother with it and then all of the neighbors had said for years they were telling like the constables yeah. and the and the uh, police officers say, like, because it was two kids living in the house. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so you can imagine what that was like. Uh, so it was just it was an eye opening experience, and and to just not give you guys all of the numbers, but it should have been about a forty thousand dollar rehab. It wound up costing probably around a hundred and a hundred and five thousand dollars to renovate this house, which I was not going to do after sending like eight groups of contractors down there i just said let me just sell it and just take a loss mm-hmm. uh i wound up selling the property about a month later after like trying everything multiple edges strategies just just getting a lot of people in there giving me some opinions of, of what's really going on and at the end of the day uh i sold the house to some people that were going to fix it up themselves so their labor cost was low and i lost thirty one thousand nine hundred and fifty two dollars on this property okay yeah. So how much did you sell it for? Uh, one seventeen five. But now let's back up because you said you bought it for one fifteen. Correct. So I bought it for one fifteen, but the lender that I used, you have you know down payment and well, it was I financed one hundred percent, but you still pay points. Yeah. You pay interest. Um. So you have closing you, costs. You have closing costs, correct? And right. then you got carrying costs. Yeah. And then, and speaking of the carrying costs, a, a unforeseen carrying cost that you had to pay was the actual cleanout. For sure. I'm thinking I've I've bought so just let me tell you just the, the magnitude of deals that I might do in a year. Last year I did 107 deals, right? Mm-hmm. Never came across anything like this. Maybe six or seven hoarder houses. The average bill was five grand. If I hadn't seen it, the you know a two thousand dollar surprise. So maybe six or seven thousand dollars in cleaning a house out, which is still a lot of money, but it's right. a hoarder's house. It's not right. a regular fifteen twelve hundred dollar clean out. So I kind of expect that. Um, but this one was just a, like a total 
like the worst I've ever seen. I've been doing this for a long time. So how much did you pay for the clean out? Uh, twenty three thousand. Wow. Yeah, twenty three thousand to clean it out. Uh, took a loss when I sold it, so I pretty much lost. Yeah, between closing costs and realtor fees, that yeah, it's almost thirty two thousand dollars. All right, y'all. So, <laughs> so you know, every deal isn't like that, uh, but it happens, right? Yeah. It happens sometimes. And I like what you said because I'm thinking about um, some investors you worked with some years ago. Mm-hmm. And the first, um, the people that bought ended up buying that house in Fort Worth was their second house. Like mm-hmm. they bought a house, they rehabbed it, and it went perfectly well. And then they went and bought another house. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My investors, yeah, well, the, the, yeah. The second house was the first house was was just smooth sailing. They made great money. They were ready to jump in with two feet, which they did, and they bought a, a little frame house in Fort Worth. Really funky layout, um, and the house had uh, termites. Yeah, the whole exterior of the property had termites, and that just shot their cost through the roof. Yeah. So, so it, it won't be the same all the time. Like, nope. no deal. Every house has a story. We say that yeah, all for the sure. time. Yeah, every house has a story. But th- this is what I say. And it, won't, it can't always happen, especially to newer people in this business. Always have somebody to walk it and pretty, probably only buy it if it's vacant. Yeah. Right? If, if you don't have a, a, a stomach or surprises and cost overruns and stuff like that. And if you don't have the budget, if you don't have the budget, thirty one thousand dollars can wipe a lot of people out. Thirty one thousand, thirty one thirty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll put it'll put some people out of business. They, you can't take a hit like that um, and keep it moving. You know, I, I mean, I might be doing eight to ten deals a month, right? Right. But here's another lesson that I learned. It was a hit. Don't get me wrong, but I really understand the uh, importance of passive income mm-hmm. because. You know, you will take hits in this business, but if these tenants are paying, you know, you got a decent cash flow coming in, you still t- you're able to take care of home. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't jeopardize our lifestyle with a loss like that. So, you know, it's, it goes twofold. Uh, again, I learned a lot in that deal, but would I do it again? Yeah, I probably did it today on something that I bought and I didn't see. <laughs> Yeah. So what would you okay, so I know some of y'all are like some of y'all are like, okay, okay. And some of y'all are clutching your pearls, like, see, this is exactly why I'ma rent this apartment to the day I die. Well, I love the art of the deal. Um it's it's just one of those situations where, you know, what happens when you get that home run? Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Same numbers, same situation. And if the house, let's just say I paid one fifteen for it and it was worth, you know, two fifty, two sixty. If I got it and sold it to you for one fifty, you put the thirty in it and you still made your yeah. thirty it forty thousand dollars. It profit. very well could have went the other way. Exactly. And we have to understand that without risk, there's no reward. But right. sometimes, you know, you have to take the risk. Yeah. So, so let me ask you a question because you said you learn from it. Mm-hmm. So, but you, but you also said you might you gonna do it again. Well, I'm 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 doing it now in so, a couple of years. So, what lessons have you learned from the worst investment ever? Probably one of the biggest lessons um, I learned is probably not even a lesson about the business. It's a lesson about myself. It's about my mindset because I never, I never, A, didn't think I wasn't going to sell it. And I never, B, thought I was going to like quit or get out of the game. Right. Again, I'm not going to say I'm not going to buy a house that I don't see because I do all the time. If, If I'm in Dallas and I got a house in San Antonio, El Paso and Corpus Christi. And they all need to close next week. I'm not jumping on the plane or riding up and down the expressway to to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? If they if it's a foreclosure and it's still occupied, if I can get my guys on there and give me the best pictures they can, I know the square footage, price per square foot on the rehab. I know what it should cost. Yeah. And then I'm gonna take another you know five seven percent for any cost overruns or cleanout fees. That's just my model. So 
What did I learn? I learned that I, ha- you know, to have some tenacity in this game. No, I love that because sometimes I think that you know sometimes things are not going to work out. Mm-hmm. But what makes it worse is if we belabor the point, right? Yeah, yeah. If we we drag our feet. You you know you could still be holding a property, bleeding out every single month, mm-hmm. and then end up with a lower offer. So sometimes, and we did an episode about that a while ago. Like sometimes you got to take the L before you take the W. Sure. I don't even think we were on a podcast platform when we did that. Mm-hmm. But that's what I hear you saying is like you know what you you know you took a licking and you kept on kicking. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna tell you there's something that I'm thinking about. Um, the first thing I'm thinking about is. Just full disclosure, I don't want to make it sound like this is nothing, right? Because yeah. a loss is a loss, and that's a substantial amount of money. But another thing I'm thinking about is when I told you about the deal, I got no, I told you so. Why did you do it? How did this happen? <laughs> that's growth the, in our That's a lot of growth. So so those are two things, right? It's, it's two interesting perspectives because of, that's divorce in some people's house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if they borrow from their 401k or however they did the deal. That's a problem. Yeah. Right. You probably, I might have talked to you about 15% of the time about this deal, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't, I mean, you knew about it. Right. But I wasn't. You, you, you were just like, I'm so happy that I finally got rid of that title. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you knew it was an issue, but but it wasn't a day to day conversation. Well, I, I, let me speak to that because um, I know that there may be some wives, some other people like, OK, why didn't you have more buy in? But the thing is, is that we invest what we and this is this is where we have had issue before. And I think we do a better job now mm-hmm. because I only what we I only want to spend or invest what we can afford to. For sure. Right. So there was a time mm-hmm. that we spent or invested. We just over leveraged. Right. When we when we shouldn't have. Right. So and again, not that it wasn't a, a, a good deal or, you know, it, we, it wasn't a substantial loss, but we could afford that hit. But on the flip side, it's not like that was the one thing you were banking on to go. Right. So you took that L, but that was one of eight deals for the month where there were, uh, there was money coming in. So we were not in the red that month. No, 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 no. Even after losing 32 grand, I wasn't in the red. And and that's, that's a blessing. I don't want, you know, I'm not even trying to be like braggadocious. Yeah. I just, I'm just being honest with myself and say, Hey, that was just, that was a bad card I was dealt, you know, yeah. with, with that situation. And um, I got out of it. You know, I, I got out of it with some scars, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, but but mentally um, you got to stay ready for this game, you know, because there, there are opportunities with hoarder houses. There are opportunities with I just, the Mansfield house. We, we selling yeah. in a couple of weeks. That was a burnout. You know, yeah. the house caught on fire. I can't walk the house and be like it caught on fire. It's, it's not a good house, you know. Yeah. Um, you just got to go through and do your due diligence and. You know, do what you need to do to get it up the cold and, and, and back out there on the marketplace. So, uh, so, so what would you say? Like, let, let's kind of end it here. This has been such a good episode. Y'all go ahead, make sure that you are giving us a five star review, leaving a comment. Like, have you ever experienced something like this? We would love to talk to you more about it. So, what would you say, um, to the investor though, Corey, who is like, I, I did it, I got burned and I'm out? Like, like, what would you, what would you say to them? I don't know what I would say to them because if you did it, you got burned in, in this business. I can't speak of no other business. If you did it, you got burned and you're out. That means that you didn't really study and understand this business mm-hmm. because it might not have been for you. Anyway. No. Yeah. Because everybody knows that 97% of the world's like high level uh, millionaires and billionaires got it through real estate. 
So if 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 one time turns you off that bad, then this is not the business for you. That's and and I'm gonna say this too, and that's okay. Right? No, yeah, because yeah. I mean, you it, can, you can become a millionaire in a lot of other industries. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of things that you could do, and and I be that. Well, before we go, I mean, we spend a little time talking about the worst investment. Yeah. If you had to name the best investment you ever made in real estate, what would that be? Y'all know what I'm gonna say. I know what I'm gonna say. I'm not even gonna say it. You say it. You say it. I want to know the best investment you ever made. My house, the 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 house we live in, the house I, we built four years ago. Uh, I'm happy to say that. I now, stu- I, I stu- now that, that was a risk. You now that, you <laughs> want to talk about one when, when we said this time we could afford to take the L. Last that time, if 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 they would have took our earnest money, we would have been <laughs> moving back with mom. Well, I'm happy to say. <laughs> And this again, I'm not bragging. I'm just the type of person that, that I just believe in myself and my abilities, right? I bet on myself. Yeah. That was rough. I, I swear to God, with you, probably the only person that know when I signed on the dotted line, we were not in position. <laughs> uh, I just said, I'm going to figure it out along the way. Yeah. I think that was like August or something. And we closed in like April. Yeah. And every single day, I just fought and fought and fought. Solving problems, right? And and we had a finding un- creative ways. Yeah, to finance, yeah. We had an unconditional know? way we had to buy it because I didn't. I'm self employed. I didn't have a W two at the time, um. So I had to to find someone to do a bank statement loan. We need to do a whole episode on that. Yeah, because a lot later. of people don't know about that. Yeah. And if you want to know my lender, I tell you, I should charge you for it. But it's Angel Oak. They're out of Atlanta. They do bank statement loans. Well, our old lender because old we lender. were able to refinance, yeah, refinance out, out of it. Um, but how they work is they ask for 24, 24 months bank statements and then they um, take it and they average it out and that's your monthly income. So that was. Yeah. So it was very unconditional, un- unconventional. I said unconditional. Unconventional. Unconventional. And the interesting thing about this best investment, which I will tell you that I was not on board, like how he's like, oh, you, you so chill about the 30. I was not chill about buying our house because, um, you know, I had just gotten real estate. So everything that I teach and coach, we were going through about it a whole different way. But Corey was determined. And I will say, like, we, you know, y'all talking about interest rates are high. We had to buy a house at like a seven and a half percent in 2018 when rates were like four percent. Um, but taking that risk and doing the thing and grinding and doing what we needed to do. Now the house is worth double in four years. Four years. We, we up a hundred percent in four years and we got a two point eight five. Yeah, we were able to refinance. Yeah, refinance you know, yeah. so um if we would have waited to invest in that instance, then we wouldn't be anywhere near in the position that we're in now. Yeah. yeah. So So that's the best investment, hands down. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was gonna say the best investment was me. Well, I'm always investing well, in you. I guess I'm a real, not real estate. I'm not real estate. I'm yeah, no. Estate. no. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, we just wanted to like give y'all like it looks like y'all like investments, and we want to talk more about it. Um, and we're actually going to just bring different guests. As a matter of fact, on the next week we're here, we are going to have a conversation with our 21 year old son. 22. And, I'm sorry, 22. Oh my it. goodness. I, I, I mean, I had him when I was eight. Um, my 22 year old son our 22 year old son and we're going to talk about his first investment because he is embarking on an investment property super excited about that yeah we're excited so make sure that you come back next week make sure that you hang out with us hang out with me and the Corys as I call them and y'all we'll see you next week see y'all bye y'all peace